Hello, I'm Meg Walker and welcome to My Kind of People. Join me as I speak to leaders and community members across the world who all share a passion for positive change. Each week we'll explore the power of community, leadership, passion and positivity and the beauty that can be created when these values come together. Each guest has been a big inspiration to me and I'm grateful to call them my kind of people. I hope they'll be yours too. I'm so excited for us all to connect really soon, but until then, I'm sending big love, good vibes and positive energy. Who are your kind of people? In this episode, I'm grateful to introduce you all to Tara Baker, one of the co-founders of Dancing With Her, a global magazine, directory and blog celebrating LGBTQ plus women in love. Tara founded Dancing With Her along with her fiancé, Alia Hassel, and their work continues to have such a positive impact on the world. Just like their own love story, their work is both beautiful and authentic, and they continue to use their platforms to inspire inclusivity and to share diverse LGBTQ love stories authentically. It's my privilege to welcome Tara into my community today, and I am certain that she will be your kind of people too. Welcome to the podcast, Tara Baker. Thank you very much. That's something to follow, goodness. <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> it's all about you. Thank you so much again, Tara, for coming on to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you as a guest today because we can talk all about love. And is there a greater topic? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a hard one to beat. Since discovering your social media platforms and blog earlier this year, I have been so inspired by your passion for sharing inclusive and real love stories. Your work is so beautifully collaborative and I'm filled with hope every time a Dancing With Her post appears on my screen as you really do use your platform to share voices that may not usually have the opportunity to be heard and I think your commitment to inclusivity and diversity is one that we can all follow. But before we learn a little bit more about Dancing With Her, I would love for the listeners to learn more about you, Tara. So where have you grown and flown? Where did you grow up and where would you consider home now? Yeah, so I grew up in a small country town, um, pretty far away from where I currently live, Mm. um, down in Australia. And I grew up with, I had two younger sisters and I was actually raised by my dad. So my mother, she remarried when I was quite young and ended up leaving and I didn't, um, it's not somebody who I know and it's not somebody who's in my life. And so Mm -hmm. I was raised by a single dad with three uh, three girls, (laughs) uh, which was I guess, interesting at points. Um, It's hard to go through a lot of all of those things you go through as a young woman um, with your dad leading the way, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, I wouldn't have it any other way. He's a superhero in my eyes. Go dad. Yeah, he's an awesome dad. Um, It was a pretty good upbringing, I guess. We weren't, you know, I would probably consider ourselves to be um, a family that we didn't have everything. Um, my dad w- actually got quite sick um, when I was younger. And so he was having cancer treatments and things like that. And it sort of um, meant that I needed to grow up a little, probably a little quicker than what most 
um, young people do to look after my sisters while he was going through that. And so, you know, we got through it, I guess. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it was like a, a beautiful childhood looking back, but I guess some people look back at my childhood and think that it was challenging. I actually left that small country town when I turned 18. I, I needed to go to a bigger city. That's where my heart was. And so I left and, and went to university um, and spent some time at university in a degree that I never did finish. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I've had my fair share. I've jumped around to quite a few different universities, just trying to figure out my why, I guess. I, I actually went into university thinking that I wanted to be a forensic scientist. And in my last degree that I began, um, I actually ended up doing social sciences and things like that. So I really went from you know, one thing to another and jumped around and just sort of found my way. And I mean, all through that was finding my way through my sexuality and what that meant for me as well. I moved from a small city to a even bigger city um, to sort of find myself a little bit more, which is where I eventually would meet Alia. Um, <laughs> when we were, gosh, probably in like early 20s, we met. Um, and we moved up to the Gold Coast in Australia back about five years ago now together and we did that because Alia had a traumatic brain injury um, which was really an awful thing to go through as a couple I think Mm. something that a lot of um, couples don't necessarily need to go through um, you know those traumatic experiences and she needed to have a brain injury to save her life she'd stopped breathing I had to resuscitate her like it was really an awful ordeal and we ended up moving up to the Gold Coast because that's where her family lives and we wanted to be closer to them through the recovery process. And so we've been here about five years now, but I don't really feel like this is my home either. Mm. <laughs> I, I sort of find myself really longing to be somewhere in the country and have, have space. We live in a uh, quite a dense area at the moment and I think we both really long to be somewhere where we have space um, especially moving into bringing a family up in the next couple of years and things like that Mm -hmm. so I don't feel like it's home but I guess it is home because we have been here for a little while now yeah Um, but yeah it's one of those sort of little things where you know my family and friends don't live here they they live quite far away from me and so finding home I guess for me is just more a sense of who I'm around. So being with Alia, that's where home is at the moment for me. I love that. That's beautiful. And what an impressive story as well. But I guess big heart, big city, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so where in your journey from small country town to slightly bigger city, did you start to develop your passion for weddings and sharing love stories? Did you always see weddings as being part of your future? Not at all. (laughs) Um, I actually always said that I would never get married. So I saw my parents go through an awful divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw my mother, she remarried um, and remarried a person who just in my eyes wasn't, wasn't a good person. And so I always, always said that I would never get married. It wasn't something that was for me. Um, it was always a conversation that was open with partners before Alia mm-hmm. that marriage just wasn't something for me. I wasn't interested at all. Um, I guess in a sense, I've probably always been a very 
inquisitive person, I guess. I've always loved listening to people's stories. I'm usually quite a shy person and I don't love to be the center of attention. I don't love to really usually speak even in a, um, in a setting. Like I love to listen and I love to ask questions about other people's lives. And I'm very interested in that. And I always have been. So I think I have a passion for that. It turned into love stories and weddings when Alia and I got engaged. Um, and we sort of went out to seek wedding inspiration for ourselves. Long story short, we decided that we wanted to get married, <laughs> even though it was something that I never wanted. But um, after her traumatic injury, we decided that getting married was something that was important to us for quite a few different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, when we got engaged, we couldn't find wedding inspiration that inspired us and our love story. We didn't see ourselves represented anywhere. And so we decided that we wanted to create a platform where we were able to share stories that were similar to ours um, and inspire other women. We thought that, you know, if we were feeling that way and feeling underrepresented within the wedding industry, there had to be other people in the world that felt the same way that we did. Turns out there was quite a few other people in the world um, that felt the same way that we did. So I think the passion really developed over time. Um, I never really, we didn't intentionally set out to create a wedding specific resource. And I think we still stay true to that in that we, we share everything from, you know, the people meeting three months ago and what that love story and that, you know, whirlwind of love in that first, you know, couple of months looks like for people. We share everything from that all the way up to couples who have separated and what that separation has meant for them. Um, it's just a real big community of, of people within the LGBTQ plus community who, you know, all things love and relationships and, and families and things like that is really important to us. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you share all different sides of love as well, because with love can come heartbreak. I think it's important to show all the different sides. And again, it shows how true and authentic your work is. I really have been so inspired by your work. So I'm interested to know if you've had anyone who's inspired you along your journey, either personally or professionally. Um, I think that my inspiration mostly comes from the stories that we receive from the real real couples that we um, get to share within the platform. I know that, you know, in, in business, I guess, I'm sometimes inspired by somebody else's story in business and where they've gone. You know, we started dancing with her quite literally as an Instagram account. Like I mentioned earlier, it had an injury. And so we had no money to put towards anything. We didn't really have any idea of what it would look like. And then that Instagram account sort of snowballed. Next thing we know, we're releasing a magazine that's being shipped to 40 countries. And um, it was all sort of a whirlwind. And it's happened really quickly for us, I guess, in a sense, um, especially not having a background in publishing or, or doing any of this. This isn't what we were doing before um, we did this. So I think most of my inspiration actually comes from hearing the stories of the couples that we get to share, but also hearing what the platform means to them. That also comes from sometimes we get to hear what the platform means to the parents of children who are in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, They share with us what finding dancing with her has meant for them and their relationship with their children, which is always so inspiring and like makes us want to cry every time it's really it's such a beautiful thing to have been 
able to be a part of that person's life in some way or another. And so I think that's the thing that continues to inspire me because, you know, business is, is challenging. There have absolutely been days when we're like, just put it in the bin. We can't do this anymore. <laughs> it's really, really hard. It's a lot of work for the two of us um, who we met at work working together. Um, but we work very different to one another. And so <laughs> it's been a real strain on our relationship at times. Mm-hmm. And so we've needed to work through that as well. And so, yeah, there's been times where we've wanted to put it in the bin, but then we'll get a beautiful message from, you know, one of our followers or somebody who, you know, lives in, in China or in the Middle East somewhere where they aren't able to be out, um, but they find our platform and they just connect with it in a way that gives them so much hope and that inspires us to, okay, get it out of the bin, let's get it, keep, let, let's keep doing it and um, make this happen because it's really important to the people who are a part of our community, I think. Yeah, that's so special. So please keep it out of the bin. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will. It is challenging sometimes though. <laughs> yeah, maybe just put it in the bin for a few minutes, take a break, you know, but we've always got to get it out of the bin. Um, but that's so special. I can't imagine what that's like to read those messages from people's parents, especially with everyone going through their own journeys and you've been on a journey yourself that must be so powerful to read those messages and as we mentioned earlier you and your fiance Alia are the founders of Dancing With Her. When and how was this created and what do you hope it contributes to the world? Mm. Um, so it's created we started it back in 20 you know test me it was 20 <laughs> Uh, 2016 sorry we got engaged and the very very first thing we did was we went to a three-story high magazine store in a big city it had magazines from all across the world and we were like yes let's you know get wedding inspiration at the time Australia didn't have marriage equality and so we didn't think that there would be a whole lot of inspiration for us um but with marriage equality over in the U.S. and in parts of Europe and lots of other places we thought we would find magazines that um, represented our relationship and we didn't. We didn't find one story that we felt connected to in a way that could inspire our own wedding and that we didn't see ourselves anywhere. We didn't see two women in love anywhere. And so we were actually really deflated. It was, it was such a weird space to be in. We were so excited to be engaged but also really disappointed that there wasn't a whole lot of inspiration for us. You know, we couldn't just go down to the shop and grab a magazine that really inspired our wedding and we saw ourselves in. And then we went online and sort of did the same thing and we kept finding that the inspiration that we were coming across was very stereotypical um, and probably celebrated sexuality over the love story. And that wasn't us either. We wanted to have a beautiful modern wedding. We didn't want rainbow flags at our wedding and we didn't really want to celebrate our pride in that way. Um, For our wedding day, we wanted it to be a day that was about love and about our journey to get to the wedding Mm. day Um, because we had had a bit of a journey by that point. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, we sort of, we really only sat on that for, gosh, it must have been eight weeks later. I said to Alia, like, I'm really disappointed. Um, and I felt really down about it. And I said to Alia, we were sitting, having a picnic one afternoon. And I said, look, 
I feel this way and I feel like if I feel like this way, there has to be other women who feel the same way that, that I do. Mm. And she said she felt the same way as well. And so I said, let's do something about it. Like, why not it be us? You know, <laughs> at the time I was working in aged care as an aged care nurse and Alia was um, out of work with her disability. And we were like, why can't we do this? <laughs> um, and so we started an Instagram account. That's how it sort of got the ball rolling for us. I think within the first week, we'd grown a couple of hundred followers in the first week. Um, and we started receiving messages from people saying, oh, I wish I had this when I was planning my wedding. Can we share our story with you in some way so we can help inspire other women who are planning their weddings? And so we decided that we could build a website. I mean, like I mentioned, we literally had zero dollars in the bank <laughs> towards this. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, all right, DIY it. We, we <laughs> sort of put together a website that looking back was awful, but served <laughs> the purpose of the time. Um, yeah. We did that and just started really sharing those stories. And it's just really grown from that. Like I said, not something we really anticipated. We still pinch ourselves that it's not just our family of friends that read the (laughs) publication. Um, In terms of a magazine, I think when we started gaining a little bit of traction and seeing that people were interested in what we were doing, um, the magazine came from that first experience that we had going to that magazine store and discovering no magazines that represented our relationship authentically. And so we decided that we wanted to make a magazine a very long process, not an easy process for somebody who has no idea about publishing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I remember getting back, we got back our very first Prince um, sample and we opened it and there were a lot of tears <laughs> and a lot of, oh my gosh, what have we done? Um, we've told people that we want to create this beautiful magazine and we got it back and it, it looked awful. Oh, no. <laughs> and so we had a lot to learn. We, we sort of had to learn along the way and be really resourceful um we still didn't have any real money to put towards it and so we ended up um launching a pre-sale to try and raise money to build the magazine and what that would look like um which we were very thankful to be able to pay for the entire first print run just from our pre-orders amazing yeah and through that we we sort of started that magazine back in march and thought, oh, it might take us three months to get a magazine together. <laughs> we didn't get that magazine printed until November that year. Um, it took a really long time for us to really perfect it and make sure it was exactly what we wanted. Um, the timing, though, was perfect, I guess, in a sense. We were an, we're an Australian couple. And the week that the magazine was actually launched and actually ready to be sent out to to people um, was the same week that in Australia we went through a vote to where everyone in Australia voted whether marriage equality should or should not exist. Um, And the results of that survey were released the same week that the magazine was released. Yes. It was this perfect moment, um, even though it was eight months or more away from when we actually thought that the magazine would come out Mm -hmm. um it happened perfectly so we were having people opening their mailboxes to this magazine that finally you know they could see themselves in that they were so excited to find um they were opening that at the same time that we were going through all the motions of what that debate looked like 
and receiving the results of that debate as well. And so I guess with that, that really helped launch us in, in a sense, that timing. Mm-hmm. Um, it meant that the media were very interested in what we were doing. <laughs> um, and I think that that probably really like solidified what we were doing and we really felt a real sense of purpose in what we were doing and we we're like, hey, other people actually think this is something that is needed as well. Let's let's roll with it. Um, and now it's three years later and we have eight print magazines that we ship to more than 40 countries around the world, um, a digital magazine that also reaches, you know, so many people around the world, um, which is incredible to us and honestly still pinch ourselves that... <laughs> This is something that we're able to to do and to achieve and to to share, um, and it is yeah, it's something that we are really proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there are those days that we want to put it in the bin, <laughs> it is something we're really proud of. And when we reflect back on like where we've come from, what we've been able to achieve, and then moving forward, we really want this to continue to be a space where, I guess, just. LGBTQ plus people feel celebrated, mm. where their love feels celebrated, um, where they can connect and be inspired by other people's love stories as well. I think that's something that's really important. Personally, I'm, like I mentioned, always inspired by other people's stories. And so being able to have a platform where I'm able to share other people's stories and inspire others is something that, yeah, like, will forever, I think, be something that we will always reflect back on fondly, no matter where it ends up. I mean, we still, who knows what it could be. Um, yeah, that's what we hope for, I guess, in the future, is just to continue to inspire people Yeah, and well, pave the way in the wedding industry because that's a very heteronormative industry. Tell me about it. Yeah, wow. What an organic journey and... meant to be in my eyes. Talk about the universe working together with the timing of that. And I think all good things are worth the wait. So yeah, that's amazing. And I love that the timing was during such an important discussion. It's crazy that it even has to be a discussion, but I'm so, so glad that your work could be at the forefront while they were having it. So that's incredible. And as planning a wedding has not yet been part of my own life journey, it genuinely shocked and saddened me when I learned that Dancing With Her was the first wedding publication of its kind. And I think you truly have embraced the idea of creating the change you wish to see. And I can't even imagine the amount of people that will have positively affected It makes my soul so happy to know that people can come to your platforms and feel joyful and feel seen because the images and the stories you are sharing are reflective of their own truths. And I think your work continuously proves how crucial representation is in order to reflect a true and beautiful society. So what does the word community mean to you and what has creating and being part of the dancing with her community meant to you personally community is at the core of everything that we do um you know we we couldn't exist without the community um and i think for some people within the community 
they couldn't exist without a platform like ours. Mm. And that's something that we hear quite often, um, which is, like you mentioned, totally heartbreaking. You know, um, the fact that nothing else really did exist like Dancing With Her blows our own minds. <laughs> mm. um, and, and it continues to be. So we're the only publication in the world that does celebrate it, um, LGBTQ plus women in love specifically. Um, and we mad. also have a, a second publication, Dancing With Them, that really celebrates a, a lot of our gender diverse community as well because we've, we're finding that they weren't having a space to be able to share their stories as well. So important. Hmm. Um, so community is, yeah, like I mentioned, everything that we do is, is centred around our community. Every decision that we make in business or moving forward or is around that community and really sharing the stories of people within the community authentically, sharing their stories through their own voices as well is really important to us. Mm. Um, whatever that looks like, like we said, sometimes we're sh- sharing stories about separation or we're sh- sharing heartbreaking stories about people who have gone through mental illness struggles or um, have disabilities and things like that. We, sh- we get to share their stories in a way that empowers them, I think, to really you know take in that this this is their story there there's nothing to be ashamed of in any way shape or form mm-hmm. um even though society around them is sometimes telling them that there is particularly in the wedding industry which like I mentioned is really heteronormative still around the world even though some countries have had you know marriage equality for 20 years it's still not a real safe space I think for um, the LGBTQ plus community in a lot of places Um, we still see so much discrimination happening and I know something that always sort of brings us back is um, a statistic that we discovered when doing um, our annual wedding survey and it was that more than 80% of LGBTQ plus people expect that discrimination will be a part of their wedding planning process and that is mind-blowing that's a that's a lot of people (laughs) you know four in five people expect that that will be a part of their process and that's four in five people far too many um even the statistics on experiencing discrimination are awful they're up in about 60 percent of people within the community are experiencing that and that's not okay at all especially (laughs) within an industry that's built on love and so yeah we really work hard to kind of create a wedding industry where everybody is safe, our community is safe. And, yeah, that's what we want to be able to try and achieve moving forward, I think, as well. But our community is everything to us. We adore <laughs> our community. Um, we love that our community also feels like they're a part of our community. Mm. So I think that's really important. It's, you know, really easy, I think, for some people to build a community online of, you know, Instagram followers or something like that. But our community is really engaged in what we do we've had we had a couple earlier this year who met through our Instagram account and are planning their wedding um (laughs) from two different sides of the world two very very different people um one was in China uh she she's actually from South Africa Mm -hmm. um, but was living in China is when the coronavirus stuff started happening um and she met a American woman um, through our account and through our community. Um, they did get a chance to meet before everything <laughs> happened. Um, and they, yeah, currently planning their wedding and plan to get married next year, which is 
I think a real reflection of the sort of community that we've built. Um, they're mm. very, you know, supportive of each other as well. It's really lovely to see us when we share a story that, um, you know, might have some things that are a little challenging within it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really beautiful to see our community come together and really support and encourage that couple or that person um, through their own stories as well. Yeah. Oh, I love love. Love is the best. <laughs> and um, do you think there are any misconceptions when it comes to the wedding industry and planning and what people think this involves? Especially for the LGBTQ plus community, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we often hear, you know, we often hear stories of um, people, particularly in the wedding industry, who feel like an LGBTQ plus couple wants to celebrate pride is probably one of the biggest misconceptions that we, we see. Um, and it's not true for a lot of people mm-hmm. within the community. Um, some couples absolutely will, you know, go out and <laughs> have their rainbow flags and their paddock photos and, and all of this sort of stuff. But Why for not? other couples, that's, yeah, <laughs> if that's a part of your story and a part of your journey, then absolutely. But mm-hmm. for other couples, it's not something that, a part of their story necessarily it's just mm. a part of who they are um, and so that's probably something that we see all the time another misconception might be that um, you know what what a LGBTQ plus wedding looks like um, and I think I can absolutely see how people came to those misconceptions when I have a look at other um, media out there and what's being shared you know, back in, back a couple of years ago, we would only really see uh, couples that looked a certain way. Mm. And I, I mean, even now um, within mainstream wedding media, I guess, we still see the same sort of couples. Um, and what I mean by that is usually um, they're usually white people who are both wearing very pretty dresses. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and we don't see much outside of that within mainstream wedding media. Mm-hmm. And I get it, they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful weddings, nearly always. But our community doesn't necessarily look like that. Mm-hmm. Our community is so much more diverse than that. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the biggest misconceptions is just what those couples look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people sometimes forget that the LGBTQ community or any community really is so expansive and so diverse yeah. within it. Um, we just don't get to see a real true reflection of what that looks like um, a lot of the time. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that's so important and I think media plays a massive part in that. And I think anyone who is underrepresented often, if they do have any sort of platform, there is a lot of pressure on them to represent everyone. And like you said, that is not reflective of a true society. Not everyone looks the same. Any community is very diverse and will look different and feel different. And also, it's often previously been the case that when we do see LGBTQ plus weddings on a TV show, etc., it may be from a male gaze and not a female gaze. So I'm so glad you brought that up 
because I definitely agree. I think there is a big misconception on what that looks like. And at the end of the day, it's that couple's special day where they want to celebrate their own love and they don't necessarily want to have that be a bigger moment of representation and all out pride. You know, they're proud of their own love and want their day to be their own. So yeah, it doesn't need to be a celebration of sexuality. It can be just a celebration of their love story. Um, which like you know when we very first started that's what was important to us most definitely yeah thank you for sharing that and I absolutely love how collaborative each dancing with her post is you've got the couple there's the photographer and then it's got to be edited how does the typical collaboration process work from like story submission to online post yeah, so we're really lucky. So our team is just Alia and I still. So there's just <laughs> two of us doing all of everything that you see um, and everything that you don't see as well. Yeah, it is a lot. Um, and so we're actually really lucky in that we receive somewhere between, gosh, anywhere between 50 and 100 submissions every week um, from different couples around the world who want to share their love story or wedding or engagement or whatever it is um, with us. And so... Our process is generally um, we accept some of those submissions. There's lots of different reasons why we accept some and not others. Mm -hmm. We could not possibly publish them all as much as we wish that we could. (laughs) Um, We would never sleep. Um, And so, yeah, we we would, yeah. (laughs) Um, We, so, yeah, we do it. We accept some uh, different submissions. We sort of when we're doing that, going through that process, we are reading their stories and thinking about um, the different communities and different intersections that we might be able to meet um, and help inspire other people who might be in similar situations. Sometimes it is just that they had a really beautiful wedding, something that we've never seen before, um, and we want to be able to share and inspire others to really do their wedding their own way is something that we have always advocated for we're not a you know the cookie cutter weddings isn't something that we are always sharing we we love to share couples who just embrace their wedding day for themselves and and their relationship and and their wedding is a true reflection of that whatever that looks like and I mean it could be it could look so different and so we sort of go through that process um can take us three to six months sometimes to go from that initial submission that we receive Um, all the way through to publishing and and what that looks like. So popping it together, reaching out to the wedding vendors who helped make that happen. That's really important to us because, you know, like I mentioned, there's so much discrimination in this industry. And so reaching out to the wedding vendors who have helped create this LGBTQ plus wedding um, is really important so that we can help point other people in the right direction when they want to work with vendors who truly want to work with them as well something that we hear unfortunately sometimes is that couples you know have their wedding day and then on reflection say you know I didn't feel like that person really was here to celebrate my love they were just here to put money in my pocket and that's not Mm -hmm. an experience I think anybody should have um, planning their wedding or or having their wedding day and so yeah we really do work with the wedding vendors and things like that who help put those together and help celebrate love authentically for all the right reasons and the same Mm -hmm. reasons that we exist 
um, is a reason why we really collaborate in that way. And that also comes through in um, our online directory, which is just a space where people can come and, you know, find a wedding photographer or find a, a, a florist or a venue in their area um, that celebrates love. It sort of takes away this barrier of, I know when Alia and I first began to start planning our own wedding, mm-hmm. we got stuck in this little mind space of like, we, I think we still feel like it even after everything that we've done, but got stuck in this mind space of having to ask if it's okay for us um, as an LGBTQ plus couple, if it's okay, if they like we're that and they want to work with us, um, which is a really weird question to need to ask somebody when you're planning your wedding day, you know, um, you know, asking, you know, is it all right that we're a same sex couple? Um, are you okay with that? And yeah, it's, a, it's this really weird question and I don't feel like anybody should need to ask that in their wedding planning process and I know our community feels the same way and so we wanted to create a really safe space where people could come, find wedding vendors where they don't need to ask those questions because we've asked those questions or they've come, come to us and expressed yeah. why um, working with the LGBTQ plus community is important to them. Um, oftentimes it is because the wedding vendor is also a part of the community and wants mm-hmm. to really support our, our LGBTQ plus community. Um, and other times it's just allies who, for all the reasons that we want to celebrate love, they want to celebrate it too. Yes. And it makes me so sad to think you would even have to ask those questions. This is, again, why I'm so grateful that your work is there and your resource so that no one else has to feel like that. I think that is incredible. And I love how involved everyone is in the creative process. I was reading a beautiful post the other day and the photographer had their own comment posted, which gave a bit more background. And they were saying how they've realized that they have their own part to play and that they want to be a better ally for the community and that they are so lucky that art is such a powerful medium and can reach so many people and represent so many people. They'd realised that they hadn't been doing that enough, so they wanted to use their photography to create a safer space for everyone and reach out to their own community as well as they'd realised they were not best serving even their own friends and family and that they could do more. And I thought that it was absolutely incredible that your blog and your social media platforms provide that opportunity for everyone who's in the creative process. Because often you see the photograph and the photographer, but don't get to hear from them directly. Yeah, I know the one that you're referring to. And I know that when um, that photographer did reach out to us, I, I mentioned that I wanted to be able to share that because I think that that's, it's, it's a really powerful mm. um, reason to do what, what she's doing. I know that she's in a same-sex relationship where um, her partner isn't able to be out at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't safe for her partner. And so I know it was really important for her to be able to provide something that could inspire people within her community um, to be authentic with themselves. Amazing. I love that. And yeah, it, it really satisfied this need I didn't know I had that so often when I see, well, I'm a very curious person, kind of like yourself. I like to listen. I love to hear people's stories. 
I always see photos and they make me so curious and I often think about who took the photo. So it's so nice to have an opportunity to hear from the photographers and learn about their own take on the photograph and their own involvement in telling the love story. I think it's awesome. So thank you for creating that space. And you mentioned briefly earlier that Dancing With Her has gone on to inspire another platform called Dancing With Them. Is there anything more you could share about that? Yeah, so uh, Dancing With Them is sort of, when we began Dancing With Her, something that didn't quite sit, I guess, with us was Mm -hmm. that it was a very gendered publication. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to be inclusive of the LGBTQ plus community. But we also really felt like there was a need to create a space specifically for LGBTQ plus women. Um, And so we went ahead with Dancing With Her uh, with the intention that if it all worked out, we we might, you know, be able to create something else that is more inclusive of of the LGBTQ plus community. So that was sort of a little seed that we had at the very, very beginning um, and have worked towards over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, taking on a second publication is also a lot of work. <laughs> um, and so we really wanted to do it justice. Um, another reason why we felt like it was time to create that was because we were receiving quite a lot of submissions, um, particularly from people within the gender diverse community. We were getting a lot of stories of people who were non-binary um, or trans who came to us and had mentioned that they wanted to share their story within our platform but mm-hmm. also wanted to talk more about that, um, their diversities and their mm-hmm. intersections within that. And so we sort of saw that as an opportunity to launch a second publication that really celebrates the entirety of the LGBTQ plus community. And so mm-hmm. within that platform we, we're celebrating men, we're celebrating women, we're celebrating trans people, celebrating non-binary people, um, anybody who, who is gender diverse in any way, gender sexuality or body diverse, whatever that looks like. And so we wanted to create a, a safe space for them as well. And it was something that, like I mentioned, we were seeing all the time. Um, was that, you know, these people aren't celebrated in wedding media very often at all. <laughs> um, and, and they should be. They're, you know, their stories are beautiful, diverse, um, and they, they have a lot of things within their stories often that will help inspire other people who might be going through the same situations. I know that um, particularly people within the gender diverse community, often they sort of go th- you know, it's, it's a huge change often in their life and they, you know, finding love can be really challenging for mm-hmm. people. And so it's really lovely to be able to have a platform where we're able to share these stories and share these love stories that celebrate who they are, absolutely, but also just celebrate the love stories. So the same sort of notion as what Dancing With Her does, um, you know, love over sexuality is what we're celebrating. Dancing With Them does the same same sort of thing so we're really just celebrating the love story the journey to that love story which for some of our couples um they you know openly share the story of you know going through and understanding their gender diversity um Mm -hmm. you know in our magazine where we were able to share a story of a couple who when they first met were uh identified as a queer lesbian couple um but over time that changed and their gender identities both changed through mm. their relationship. And so we're able to share the stories of what that looked like for them 
um, which is, I think, a really powerful story and not one that's told often at all, um, but does affect a lot of people within the community. And so being they have this space where they're able to relate to that. And I think that's really something that's really beautiful that we're able to bring to, to the community. Beautiful. And yes, every love story deserves to be honoured and deserves to be told. I absolutely love that you've created a space for that. That's awesome. And what do you think makes your community so special? What have the members of your community taught you? Uh, most of the time they teach me that, um, they, they teach me that we're probably all more resilient than we think that we are. <laughs> um, and that love can overpower everything and overcome so many different things. I think they teach me that every day. Mm. Um, you know, some of the stories that we hear, we're like, goodness, like that's, I can't even imagine what that would be like, but their love has kept them, kept them strong through all of that. And I think that that's really powerful and something that continues to inspire us as well. Yeah, I think that's so important. Oh, I'm just... Oh, I'm I'm in awe of you. I really am. And I absolutely love it. And I just even from reading the posts, I'm learning so much. And it just puts a massive smile on my face. It's such a life changing and life saving resource, I think, for a lot of people as well. And do you have any standout moments that you are particularly proud of from your current work? Um, I mean, that very first magazine that we released out into the world was definitely a moment when we were like, <laughs> goodness, look what we've done. Like, this is incredible. Um, you know, we definitely didn't anticipate it, it launching so successfully in our eyes. I know success looks different to everybody, but mm -hmm. success to us looked like not just sending it to people within our family. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we never anticipated that we would reach so many different corners of the world um, and that was really something that we were really really proud of um, you know we sat in our lounge room at home um, packaging orders that were you know being shipped to so many different countries some countries that we'd never even heard of <laughs> um, you know we were we were receiving emails from people saying hey I really want to grab a magazine but I'm here, can, we, you know, can you send it discreetly? Because um, in some countries, receiving a magazine like ours is, is something that can get them into trouble. Um, and so being able to reach those sort of communities was just something that we were really proud of and that we were instilling hope into somebody who was really living in a space where I can't even imagine mm. how challenging that would be um, to be you know, to know that within yourself, but not to be able to share that with anybody around them. Um, and if they do, you know, they can get into a lot of trouble um, with the law in regards to that. And so mm -hmm. that was really something that we were really, really proud of um, and, and probably continue to be proud of just the, the community that we're able to reach and inspire is something that we're really proud of. Um, I know sometimes other people sort of look at what we do and, and think that, you know, we we have been able to build one of the biggest communities in the world for LGBTQ plus women, which is, you know, that's amazing, but it's not 
it's not our it's not the way that we see success it's something that yes like amazing incredible Mm -hmm. but um not it's not our success our success is just being able to inspire Um, our success comes from those messages from couples who you know have never seen themselves represented or never thought that they could have a wedding because they'd just never seen you know a representation of their own love and then they found us and then they're like oh this is what I want or even um, before that you know we we get people reaching out to us saying I didn't think that love was even possible for me because of my sexuality and who I am and what I feel inside Um, but then I found your publication and I've seen myself and I I now believe that love could be something that's in my future and that's something that you know obviously puts a firecracker up our bums to do, yeah. keep doing what we do um but that's that's to us that's what success is it's not about how much money we're making from a publication or how many people we're making that's not it's it's important I guess in terms of business um but it's not you know it's that's not what's important to us like I said we started with zero dollars in the bank we literally have nothing to lose we mm-hmm. still have you know nothing to lose as you know other jobs in the world that we could be doing if we we really needed to but this is where our heart is this is where our passion is um this is what we want to be doing and we feel like like you mentioned the world put this gave this to us in some way or another um and we're the right people to continue to do what we do every day and that continues to yeah build on what our success is and what that looks like and inspires us into our future as well Oh, that makes my soul so happy. And yeah, gosh, it really does make you think. And also, wherever you are on your journey, it certainly makes me feel so privileged to live where I live. I think about the fact that it would be relatively safe for me to be open and be a part of this community. Whereas for some people, it wouldn't even be safe to receive your resource. But for them to have that and for you to be able to reach them in that way I can't even imagine what that must mean to them so if that's what success looks like then I think that's something we should all be reaching for so thank you and I know dancing with her has come on such a long way and has been so helpful in moving things forward but What do you think we need more of in the world and how would you like to see the conversation around representation improve further? Um, This is something that I could talk about all day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So representation is absolutely important. I know that you've probably heard the phrase, you can't be what you can't see. And I think, yes, you know, this is something that really sits is particularly within the LGBTQ plus community. Like I mentioned, some people never thought love was a part of their story. Um, because of who they are and who they're and what their identity is um, until they saw it and and then they could dream it you know um, I think that representation um, still not not just even within the um, within the wedding industry but as a whole um, representation is sometimes still seen as like this checkbox I think mm. that um, you know, we we need to be diverse, so we need to do this. And once we've done that, we check the box and we move on. And I think that we need to, as a, a media publication ourselves, we need to dig deeper into that. Um, we need to move past representation and diversity and we need to move into inclusivity 
and really understanding what that means, um, what that looks like. And so for us being inclusive is sharing the stories of lots of different intersections. So different, you know, somebody might be a part of the LGBTQ plus community, but also sharing their journey of what that looks like being a, a Christian woman, for mm-hmm. example, or um, something like that. So what those look like, but also telling those stories in a way that's through their own voices is something that's really important to us um, and is an inclusive way of sharing those stories because we're not, I'm not being the voice for those people. I don't have those experiences. No. I'm, a, I'm a lesbian woman. I'm a white woman who grew up in Australia. My experiences are very different to everyone else's experience essentially you know everyone's had a different um story of growing up and coming out and understanding their sexuality and whatever that has looked like going forward and so I think we really need to start moving into this space where we are sharing these stories but in a way that is authentic to that actual person and we're not just doing it because we're trying to check a box um, and say yep we did that um recently with all of the Black Lives Matter stuff that's been happening, for example, you know, we started seeing a real big uptick in the wedding industry of people sharing um, Black people within their publications. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to us, that's, we sort of look at that and we're like, oh, but you need to go so much deeper than that. You need Mm -hmm. to share their stories and share their stories authentically and not just do it because you're trying to check a box. It's something we need to continuously do, not just do for that period of time where it's topical. Um, We need to do it always and we need to work towards that. We need to continue our own education um, into learning about other people's stories. And so, you know, that's, I guess, for us been sometimes a challenge in that we are a global publication and those intersections are endless. And so understanding what um, being an LGBT plus person but also identifying as Muslim looks like it's really hard for us to sort of grab have a grasp on everything that's going on in the world and so we choose to take the route of telling their stories through their own words um and that's something that I think that we could all do a whole lot better (laughs) um and I see it happening I I see changes happening um particularly you know over the last couple of years I've seen those changes but I still think we have a long way to go when it comes to inclusivity and really understanding what that means and and moving towards a more inclusive um, wedding industry. Absolutely. And so eloquently said as well. Thank you. I think intersectionality is such a widespread and deep topic. And one of my favorite things about your work is that you amplify people's voices and always let them tell their story in their own true and authentic words because we don't all have the same experiences and I love that you use your platform to make sure that the right voices are heard and that people's stories are told through their own words and told authentically. I've personally learned so much just from your platform and I think definitely that's an area where we can all do so much better. How do you currently connect with your community and how would you like to see your platforms continue to develop? So predominantly we connect with our community via social media mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. Um, that's just the space where we started and, and that's the space where our community has grown the most. 
um, I guess. But we also have the opportunity sometimes to, when we're not going through a global pandemic, <laughs> um, <laughs> meet face-to-face with people within our community as well. Um, awesome. you know, we've been lucky enough to travel around the world and meet people within our community as well, which is always incredible. And, you know, we, we like I mentioned, very shy people usually. <laughs> and so sometimes it's um, something that's a little hard for us to do, but we, we do get the opportunity to do that and connect with our, our community that way. Um, and I think our community connects with each other um, that way as well. It's not always just Alia and I who are connecting with our community. They connect with each other and, you know, we get proposals and marriages out of our own community, which is incredible. Um, In terms of where the platform is going, we Mm -hmm. hope that it continues to be a space where um, people within the LGBTQ plus community can feel safe and celebrated is something that's important to us as well. Um, And, you know, like I mentioned, who knows where it will end up. Um, You know, we want to, we sort of, you know, are celebrating everything from, you know, finding love and what that looks like um, all the way through to, couples who are you know separating or couples who are starting families and things like that um things that are really important to our lgbtq plus community amazing and i have no doubt that it will go from strength to strength i mean even the journey you've been on so far in such a fairly short amount of time i'm sure the hours put in does not feel like a short amount of time you've probably had a billion lifetimes it feels like in terms of the input you've put in but yeah I think the momentum that you've created it's such a powerful momentum with everyone like you said they're all connecting with each other and that then inspires someone else and you've got collaborations with photographers who then share their art it's a really beautiful community and I love how it all connects together And I've said it so many times, but I really do have so much admiration for what you and Alia have created. I think it's a huge testament to your characters that you had decided to take your very justified anger and hurt from not seeing your love represented in any printed wedding publications. And you turned this into an action for positive change. I think it's incredible because your collective efforts have created this hugely positive resource that is a continuous gift to others. I personally think that love and positive change and positive representation are always worth fighting for. But with any fight for important things, it takes a lot of patience and a lot of energy. So how do you try to keep your positive energy what motivates you Mm. (laughs) to keep it out of the bin (laughs) uh yeah so in that first probably the first two years um particularly um while Alia was still really going through the motions of coming Mm -hmm. out of um well not coming out of but really understanding her brain injury and what that meant for her um, and what that also meant for us as a couple um, Mm. moving forward it was a really big change in in both of our lives Um, but during that probably first two years of dancing with her that was probably the most challenging um, part of part of everything that we've been able to do Um, you know you're starting a brand new thing that we had no idea what we were doing Um, and I think when I reflect back 
I, I did put in a lot of hours. I was, I was still working in aged care um, at the time. And so I would go to work for eight hours and I would come home and work for another 10 hours Gosh. on dancing with her and have a little bit of a sleep and go back. And, you know, it caused a lot of friction and tension between Alia and I because she was seeing me work so hard on something with not a whole lot of reward at the time because it was brand new and we weren't mm. sure what we were doing. <laughs> um, but when I reflect back, I, I, I think I always just felt that it was the right thing to do. Mm. I don't know how to explain it anything other than it was just a feeling. I just, I felt like what we were trying to create was important. I didn't really understand the real weight of that. Yeah. I think, but I just felt within inside of me that this is something that we needed to do, not just for our community, but also for ourselves. Um, I know, I think I'd always, always dreamt that um, I would do something in life that created some sort of positive change. Um, I never, ever thought that it would be in the wedding industry <laughs> I never even thought that it would be something within the LGBTQ plus community um which is you know I I came out in my teens but my sexuality wasn't something that was you know it was a part of who I was but it wasn't everything I was mm. I did a lot of work in suicide prevention and things like that and so I thought that I was moving towards a space where I'd be able to make a difference in that yeah field I guess and so yeah it's not what we dreamed of or not what I ever thought would be possible but I know that I did just I felt something I felt Mm -hmm. like you know this was important and I needed to pursue it no idea where it was going to go um you know maybe it was just something we did for 12 months and then put it in the bin but um (laughs) yeah it was those messages that we started receiving and when we started realizing that we weren't just making a positive impact in our own lives in the sense of we were getting satisfaction from what we were doing in in that we were able to share these stories and then hear people be inspired by them um which was you know that's a beautiful thing to be able to to give to the world but yeah it also gave us um after everything that had happened I guess a sense of purpose um for Alia particularly um it gave her an outlet where she could She's a quite a creative person and so it gave her an outlet to be creative but at her own pace, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, after her brain injury, wasn't able to pursue the work that she did before the injury and so it gave her a space where she was able to start doing that, um, which was really beautiful for us as a couple as well. And so I think through the last four years, along with those beautiful messages that we receive. And um, I know that very first one that we got from a parent was one, is one that I, we, we both reflect back on quite often. Mm. We've received a handful since, but that very, very first one was just, yeah, something that in, it just put that so much fire in our bellies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so aside from all of that, I think too, it's helped us grow as a couple and, helped us both feel this need, I guess, that we mm. both didn't know that we had within ourselves, um, feel this need to to create but and inspire others, um, definitely, but also just to, you know, do something that we know 
is making a difference. Mm. Sometimes it's really hard to quantify what that difference is. You know, we know how many people we have within our community, but we really sometimes really challenging to understand um, what that actually looks like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, I I remember uh, we had, when we very first hit uh, 10,000 people within our community on Instagram, we were mind blown and we actually (laughs) went somewhere that very weekend where they um, had mentioned that there was about 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was actually a pride rally around the marriage equality stuff Mm -hmm. in Australia and there was 10,000 people there and when we saw that quantified we were like holy moly (laughs) that's a lot of people that we're able to to reach um you know and now we're reaching a quarter of a million plus people and it's really really hard to think about how many people that that actually is but also how many lives that means that we're impacting in some way or another and um, it's really beautiful earlier this year we were on a plane we were traveling to see my family mm-hmm. and we actually sat next to somebody who <laughs> she asked what we we do for a living um, and we mentioned what we did we just said that we had a, a wedding magazine and she said I actually know who you are already and <laughs> um, started to just tell us what what our publication meant to her and so wow. having those interactions with people um, is something that yeah continues to really want us to do what we do every day like us to continue to do what we do every day um, and yeah just you know that relationship that Alia and I have it's as hard as it has been sometimes and as much as we have both wanted to put it in the bin <laughs> um, <laughs> we I think it has strengthened our relationship in a way that you know without this publication and what we've been able to create for um, ourselves and for our community we might not you know we might not have um, and so that's really important to us as well most definitely and what an incredible journey you've been on and continue to go on I think when we are striving to be our truest and most authentic selves then we really start to connect with our inner selves really and our own authenticity we're not looking outside as much we're looking on the inside and I think that's when you really start to well I think in life you have intellectual understanding and then you have experiential understanding and I think when you really experience that authenticity within yourself it's quite hard to explain that and put it into words like you said there's literally just like this gut feeling of I really believe I'm on the right path here and this wasn't something I intended but I really (laughs) yeah not at all we are far from forensic science these days (laughs) by the sounds of it Uh, very far away from anything that we we thought that we would do I mean jewelry and weddings do go hand in hand most for most people but um yeah very very different to to what she had anticipated for her own life it is very different to what I had anticipated for my life (laughs) um but I'm really thankful that we are at this place where we are now and we're able to do what we do yeah true and beautiful you can't go wrong can't go wrong Every Dancing With Her post is such a delight for so many reasons. Love is just the best and I think it can be a little ray of sunshine on anyone's computer screen. So 
How can people experience these posts of happiness? Where can they reach you? Yeah, so the best place is Instagram, um, which is just dancing with her or dancing with them if you're looking for more diverse Mm -hmm. um, LGBT plus content. That's the easiest place to reach us. Um, It's just dancingwithher.com online as well. Um, Super easy to find and on Facebook if you're more of a Facebook person. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, welcome. Like, we want to welcome everyone to our community. It isn't just for LGBTQ plus people either. It's for the allies within the community and and just for people who want to see diverse and inclusive representation of love and what that looks like um, in an authentic way. Yes, and if you love love, then it is a place for you. And do you have any upcoming events or projects that you would particularly like people to look out for? We are currently about to have a baby, and so that's our biggest <laughs> life event. Um, so we're uh, at the moment sort of working towards that and what that looks like for us. Um, it'll be a big change, I think, in our lives. Um, in terms of big projects we're working on, um, we are both working on two new magazines at the moment, so one wow. for each publication. Yeah, so they will be um, early next year, hopefully when distribution is a little bit easier thanks to everything going on in the world. <laughs> yeah, and before we finish our discussion today, could you please share with the listeners any words of advice that have particularly inspired you over the years? I think that when we first um, started telling people that we wanted to create Dancing With Her and what that might look like for us, uh, we came across a lot of people who told us we couldn't make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um we at one stage were told that um, we, we, on a phone call, were told that if we didn't have $80,000 to put towards it, we couldn't make it happen. And they hung up on us because we wow. had none. <laughs> um, we were constantly brought up against, you know, um, people saying no, mm-hmm. that we couldn't do this. Uh, we were told that our publication was too niche, um, that we couldn't do what we were going to do. And I think that... There was one person in my life who said to me, if you feel it in here, in your tummy, um, if you feel that it's right, do it. You've got nothing to lose. And so um, that's what we did. (laughs) Um, And now here we are for nearly five years later, um, having created a global publication that reaches a whole lot of LGBTQ plus people and inspires a lot of people within the community. And so... The best advice I ever got or Alia and I ever got was to follow our gut and to um, just believe in ourselves and that we were the right people to do it um, was another, you know, turning point for us, I think, because it is really, it was a huge thing to undertake and um, doubting yourself is something that we both have done and we continue to do sometimes. Um, we, we doubt ourselves and our own abilities and um, doubt the, what we're able to achieve. Sometimes we do think maybe we're not the right people to be doing this, mm. um, but we always come back to that. No, I feel it in my gut. Whatever that is, I know that it's, you know, it's not <laughs> tangible. It's really hard no, to describe it any other absolutely. way other than I just feel it in my stomach that this is something that we need to continue to do um who knows what that is looking forward but yeah that was the best advice we ever got was to just follow your gut literally had nothing to lose 
Um, <laughs> let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And you've heard it here first. Never put down the phone on Tara or Alia because... I think our response was, <laughs> okay, watch us do it then. Exactly. And look what that inspired. Just incredible. And so I promise I will never put down the phone on either of you. Just amazing. Oh, Tara, you are so awesome. So is Alia. Dancing with her is awesome. Love is awesome. Representation is triple awesome. Thank you so much for your time and energy today. I've enjoyed this conversation so much and it was such an important conversation. So thank you for all of the love you continue to share in the world. Thank you for sharing the stories that deserve to be told. Thank you for continuing to make the world a better place, not only for your own baby, but for everyone else's. And thank you for being my kind of people. Thank you. Thank you for chatting with me. You're so welcome. It's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of My Kind of People. I hope you felt the positive energy from this week's guest. If this episode was of value to you, then please rate, review and subscribe. It's so greatly appreciated. Thanks again.